0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Song oh, Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all filthy. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show.
2: Welcome into episode number eighty-one of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host jesse Taylor, and we are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. And Jess, the first couple rounds of this draft, I feel like have been a complete, absolute roller coaster ride.
3: Yes, I, it's been like I think it's always more fun when drafts are kind of are more unpredictable, and you don't know exactly who's going where, and even you know. for for this year, like I like the ones that you, there's not like a consensus number one overall pick and it's exciting to see who goes and um, you know, you don't know who's going to go where. And then even with this one, there have been so many trades as well of picks kind of moving around and um, like rivalry trades and inner, you know, division trades have been really interesting. So it's been, I mean, like I think there were like the the Vikings and the Packers did a trade at one point, yeah, and I think they also set a record in the first round with like
2: nine trades and just in the wild. first round alone.
3: Yeah, it was yeah. wild, which is which makes it a lot of fun. I, I think that is what makes it. You know it's 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 no fun to know who who's you know the order that guys are going in and who's going to what team before and that's no fun at all. So it's been it's been a lot of fun and um especially the Eagles first round was a was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And want to know what I love because you're so right in the
2: fact that like you kind of evaluate things you never know what's gonna happen. But you really love when they take the guy that you wanted. And I wanted Jordan Davis so badly. And I got so nervous because after I did my draft shows, like, which was a day, two days before the draft, two days before the draft. Yes. And after those shows, of course, it started coming out that Jordan Davis looked like he was going to go one spot ahead of 15 at 14 yeah. to the Baltimore Ravens. And I was so nervous. Was- would Yeah. And he would have because. There was a reason everybody was switching it up, you know what I mean. There was talks and all that, so I was very, very nervous about it. But the Eagles traded up to Thank the 13, God. right in front of the Ravens, just enough and snagged Jordan Davis, which was huge.
3: Yeah, I mean it, it was a it was a really good trade. Obviously, the you know Jordan Davis, he he he's like a, a prime Baltimore Raven candidate, right? Like it, oh. it, it, it's so obvious. It's it's not even funny. So Athlete. it was absolutely the right move a hundred percent. So a hundred percent, the right move, the Ravens absolutely would have snagged him at 14. Um, And, you know, super, super exciting. The guys a you know, a freak athlete, he's going to be insane on this defensive line. Um, You know, awesome that it's, that, that the Eagles are at a point where we talked about, you know, needing people and needing players that are going to have an immediate impact and be able to help you immediately the Eagles are in a good sit in a good spot where they don't necessarily need. They didn't really have many spots where it's like, you know, we need a starter to be successful day one. We need a rotational player to help us day one and be able to make an impact here and there. So you, you're, you get that in Jordan Davis. He has some time to be able to work and work and improve and get better, but also learn from guys like Fletcher Cox, what more could you ask for, you know? Exactly. Fantastic. And then, obviously, the next one was, I think, you know, you know that was a bombshell in itself. And then the yeah. bigger bombshell happens yeah. when they trade the 18th pick for A.J. Brown, which was apparently a trade they have been working on for a few days leading up to the draft. So it seems like by draft day, they really didn't have much intention of using the 18th pick on a player. Um, they were going to use it for this trade. And, you know, I think that probably became something – I mean, I think they had the trade set in place, but it was the contract extension that was like taking a little bit longer mm-hmm. to make that work out. Um, and I think that that getting that done no matter what, as soon as all of Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, and Chris Olave who had that trade fallen through, I think Chris Olave would have been the guy that they would have ended up taking at that spot. If they were to go receiver and not do something different, I think that would have been the had when once all them came off the board. I think it was like, okay, there's this. This is the only option for us to get done now.
2: No, I agree. And the interesting thing to me. So I when we talked, I wanted Jameson Williams to fall. By the time that the draft was coming, it was very clear he would not be there at all. But that was my dream pick. So I was obviously ecstatic in getting AJ Brown because I wanted a receiver anyway with that pick. And they ended up getting a proven one of the top receivers in the league. And we have him for a few years now. So that was like perfect for me. I was happy with that, but I'm curious. Like are is everybody, they, they can't be mad about it. People that wanted that draft pick for another top defensive guy. Right. Do you think there's anybody that would be mad just because of the holes On the defense that they wanted to address?
3: Well, I think one of the other things that we going into the offseason, and you and I talked about this, and I think one of the fair, you know, through Eagles fans, I think one of the consensus overall things that we did need was another wide receiver, right? Like we needed a true wide receiver two that wasn't going to be named Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins is a great player and a great wide receiver three. He's a great option there to change things up, but you needed someone else. And we talked about with Devonte Smith being so young with quest Watkins being so young, it would have been fantastic to have more of a veteran presence to complete that wide receiver group. And obviously, you know, Calvin Ridley had his issues. They missed out on a Devonte. at you know, they couldn't get the Devonte Adams trade, couldn't get the Tyree kill, couldn't get the X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, you know, there were a lot of guys on the move. There were a lot of things that happened and there are, you know, other free agents as well that they weren't able to secure and, and bring in here and Alan Robinson or something like that. So I think that ultimately, you know, the things that were, you know, on the high end of the list were the defensive line had to be addressed. The linebacker situation needed to be addressed. The secondary still needs to be addressed. And I think that's, you know, the the yeah. only thing left, but the, the wide receiver position, th- they needed another piece there. They needed one more. And I think one of the best young wide receivers in the league, who's also been in the league for three years. So can be considered that, you know veteran type of guy mm-hmm. who's only 25 years old and an absolute beast and has a great relationship already with your quarterback right so i don't think i i really don't think that there's anybody that should be upset about either of those picks. Yeah, no, I agree.
2: That's I just think it's interesting because you know Philly. They always look to complain for something. I find it very, very, very hard to complain about the first round. I agree. We both give it a very, very high grade. Um, but I feel I like Philly is going to look to complain.
3: Obviously. The one complaint is I think there's a, l- a little bit of split between – Trading up to take Jordan Davis versus trading up to take Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Yes, you're right. That could be. Yes, that, that's the one thing that I have seen, and and you know my argument here is, and uh, you know when when doing the the BGN reaction show on Thursday while we were talking about this live, I was on with Ben Naton and John Stolness, and and Naton said, you know, he was he put it, I thought perfectly because it's exactly right. If you're gonna trade up and grab a piece that's going to change your defense is going to add something that completely overhauls your defense or something that is going to make the biggest impact and your options are safety or D tackle you go D tackle a hundred times out of a hundred because ultimately the way that the Eagles operate they're so reliant on their front four that it doesn't matter what's going on behind you if the front four isn't doing their job yeah the reason that the secondary was so exploited last year was because the front four were so bad and you look back to their super bowl season and why they were so good and it's because their front four was so good and they led the league in takeaways because their front four was creating so much havoc that the balls were flying all over that that the secondary was able to take down so ultimately if you're going to look at a guy that's going to make an impact immediately of course safety's the the sexier position it's the flashier position it is what it is but I mean you're getting one of the best players on the best defense from the not NCAA mention, championship winner not to mention that um,
2: the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew, is still available and has a lot of links to Philadelphia. So you got to think that maybe that's why they chose to go Jordan Davis. Hopefully. That's I love that. But looking at round two, so we both grade A, A-plus for, a for round one. Looking at round two, this one, I'm kind of – so yesterday was Dion's last night here, so I kind of was just like, I'll look at the draft stuff later. And I'm kind of happy I did because I love looking at the two picks now. Cam Jurgens in the second round, and then the third round pick of um, it's right here, and I'm blanking. Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean. Yes, looking at both of those now. I at once. Yes, at once. I I don't. I'm not 100% sold on the Cam Jurgens, but I like it a lot more than if I would have lived it in the moment and saw what was still on the board
3: at that time. Living it in the moment was disappointing. <laughs> yes. Right? Living yes. it in the moment was disappointing because I, I kid you not, within minutes, minutes. So the Eagles are on the board. They take a center right and we're like oh okay yep back to eagles reg- regularly scheduled programming not 90 seconds later do i get a notification on my phone that Joel Embiid has an orbital fracture and a mild uh, and is out indefinitely i was like oh my god we're the world in the world crashing down it, <laughs> the world is crashing. and then right and then i turn on the phillies and they're losing and i'm like ah like i just had an immediate panic i was like we went, oh God. We went from such a top day one oh and the sixers,
2: sixers in six and a phillies win on thursday to oh. crash
3: friday <laughs> it was like i mean it's oh, of course it's what happened of course it happened but the, the we going from that high to that low so fast was and and just, I, I mean, it's like you stick the knife in and then you just twist it. I, I mean, it was just horrific. So that made it worse, okay? So that, living living through watching that live plus that notification made that infinitely worse. Now, you and I talked about earlier this week that you know, they have other things that they need to address. An yeah. offensive lineman that's a project that's not a starter day one that you don't really need in the second round right there. I understand that they had, you know, their, their two on the board at that moment were Cam Jurgens and N'Kobe Dean. And because of the way that the Eagles philosophy is as an organization, of course they were going center. I get that. I still think there are other needs. I would have liked secondary help there. However, personally – The fact that Jason Kelsey essentially hand-selected this guy, I would trust Jason Kelsey with my life. So that puts me at ease a little bit. The fact that Jason Kelsey is like, this is the guy. He reminds me of me. He is the one to replace me when I decide to retire – and, you know, he is a project. His technique isn't completely there. He's not expected to be a day one starter, which is beneficial. But who better to trust than Jason Kelsey to select him and Jeff Stoutland to get him ready?
2: Well, so, and then you have Jeff Stoutland and
3: Jason Kelsey to literally groom this guy to be him. Right. So it still wasn't my preference there, hmm. but the Nicobe Dean selection later, which we'll talk about, we'll get into, yeah. does it, it – I don't want to say softens the blow because I, I mean and I feel I always feel bad when we do these because like this kid just got drafted, he's so excited. No, I, agree, like, I agree. His life has changed, right? <laughs> like you hope he's great, you hope he's wonderful in an Eagles uniform. It's just, you know, at the time you're like, we we do have these other issues that Yeah. No, I agree a hundred
2: percent. And my thought on it is I did say in our pre-draft show that I wanted Um, Jordan Davis and Jameson Williams in the first round, just with the thought that even if Jameson Williams wasn't ready right away in the season and Jordan Davis wasn't a true starter right from the beginning, I was willing to take that. We're not a super bowl contender right now. Anyway, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So because of that thought, I guess it kind of applies here too. You know what I mean? That's how I'm kind of telling myself. So I do like the thought of this kid. He looks like a great talent. Jason Kelsey approves a lot of people like him. So, I do think that that is a really good move if he does become the Jason Kelsey and is here 10 years. Obviously, it's a genius move. My only thing is, I don't know how I would feel if we didn't get Nicobe Dean in the third round because this exactly because this, like, it could have been. Like I don't know if Howie knew something, and if he was just a genius and was like, "I'm going to steal this talent because he will still be there," or if Howie genuinely just took this over and got lucky. I don't know how it went down, but I'm going to
3: go. Way it worked out as a whole, I guess. So, so we'll rock with it. Yeah, and I mean, he he's a former linebacker, tight end, and running back from from yeah. high school. He came to Nebraska as a tight end. He played one game at tight end, and then they, their center got hurt, and he moved over to center. So he has the quickness and the athleticism that someone like a Jason Kelsey brings to you. Um, now, I will say, like, Jason Kelsey in his, you know, combine, Jason Kelsey was, like, the best center in all of the different, you know, he, he ran the fastest 40. He had... Um, there were, well, there were a couple other things that like, he was the best center in the combine,
2: but he was Um, also farther along at this
3: stage. So I think that's where Kelsey probably sees
2: the similarities. Like, yes, not at this exact same stage right now, but he
3: has the ability to get to where I am kind of thing. Right. And, and again, if, if Jason Kelsey approves, I, you know, I, I find it difficult to disapprove yeah. I just, I, and, and you're totally right. I think that had N'Kobe Dean not fallen and that not had, had we not lucked into that? Because I do, I do think that is, is true luck right there because it, it really is. It's, you know, and how he said, he's like, you know, these were the two guys that were highest on our board at 51. And because of the philosophy that we put forth as a football organization, we went offensive alignment. Sure. Valid, no problem. And when, um, You know, when, when that happened, I think they just got lucky that he was going to be there. Like that, that's so lucky. And I think that definitely helps. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When we talk about Nacobi, it's going
2: to be interesting. So I have some questions, but.
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in, in a minute. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about the round three selection, how in the world N'Kobe Dean fell all the way to, I don't even remember what pick number that was, but he fell all the way down there. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what he's going to bring to the Philadelphia Eagles. You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio.
1: Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better.
2: Welcome back into episode number 81 of Babes on Broad. So we talked about it going into the break. Nicoby Dean was the Eagles third round pick. And man, did they luck out with that or else a lot of Philadelphia fans, I think, would have been upset.
3: I think you're right. It's almost too good to be true, right? Like two yeah. SEC national championship winning defenders. Literally the best linebacker on the best defense this past year. I, I never thought I would see it in an Eagles uniform.
2: Well, that's why I'm so shocked about how this even happened. Because, Jess, he literally was one of the star names you saw throughout the entire season on the national championship team. And it makes no sense. It came from nowhere. All of a sudden, he had a pec strain and he needs surgery. He made a comment saying he didn't even know that that was going around, like that he needed surgery and he didn't even know where it came from. And it seems like, was that – all it took for him to drop from potential high first round pick to
3: actually going in the third. I have no idea. And that's exactly right. Like he said he had no idea where this injury thing came from. And I can't even imagine. And like, I'm thinking about this kid, right. He's a junior, right? So he's coming out, he's what, 20, 21 years old, sitting there hearing all of these things, like these like fake stories about him needing surgery And just being like, I don't know where this came from. And this is quite literally ruining my life. Like, I can't imagine those emotions going through his brain. But I mean, like, here's the thing. David Ojabo went in the second round still. So even with an injury concern, it's still baffling to me because he led Georgia with 71 tackles as a sophomore two years ago. And then last season at Georgia, he had 72 tackles, 10 and a half for loss, six sacks, two interceptions, one return for a touchdown, six pass breakups, and two forced fumbles, and is compared to Devin Bush. Um, Yes, please. Yeah. Well, and that's my thing, Jess, is like 100% I'm very,
2: very confused by it. I feel very bad for the kid because ultimately it just affects how much he gets paid. And sure. his bonus. So that's really the biggest thing that sucks. But besides that, and that I feel bad for him money wise, I am ecstatic that we Delated. he somehow dropped to us. This was a sign from the football gods that was like, Philadelphia, here you go. Quite literally, here's the golden ticket right here. You know, don't screw it up. Just waiting for you.
3: Like, yeah. I, I'm so excited about it. Something that I didn't know about him that I think is really impressive though is the fact that he's a mechanical engineering major with a three, five, five GPA. Yes. Do you know how hard it is to yes. maintain yes. that? Yes. yes, I do.
2: Because I ended up dropping out or not dropping out, quitting on the volleyball team because I couldn't do that in broadcasting at the same time. And I didn't have nearly that GPA. And I was just a broadcast major like or communication at that. Wait, so yes, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm like, this kid would talk me
3: in circles, probably. Um like I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you know how hard it is to like maintain a major, maintain a solid GPA as just a run-of-the-mill athlete in college? Yeah. A linebacker for the University of Georgia a football player from the University of Georgia. That's so unbelievably impressive yeah. for an engineering major as well. Like engineering is hard. It doesn't matter what kind of engineering you're in. That is a hard major. That just that to me is so impressive. It really speaks to like his work ethic and determination and dedication as well. Like oh my god. I agree. Oh my god. That's insane to me. But back to football um there are some knocks on his abilities to you know read plays and and react quickly and appropriately but again he's going to be a rotational help day one potentially make some big plays for you here and there and then develop into this high caliber starter similar as we talked about with jordan davis and that's also a credit to what Howie did in the offseason why by bringing in hassan reddick as well as kaiser white and they still have Davion Taylor, who they really like, really high on. He's coming along. Still have TJ Edwards. So this guy's going to be able to, like, learn and figure it out a little bit. So he can develop a little bit further, but he also can help you day one. Like, yeah. I I can't believe he fell. Yeah. I can't believe how he pulled the trigger. It's a first-round linebacker in the third round. I mean, and it could be in, an absolute steal for them. No, I agree 100%. And that's my thought. And I'm like I said
2: earlier, I'm still so shocked that he fell to us, but I'm so thankful that he did. And I really, really don't know if this was if I because it, it changes a lot on how I think about Howie. If, <laughs> if it's true, if Howie knew this was going to happen, then I'm praising Howie after this draft. If he just got lucky, that's a big, big piece of luck right there, Howie.
3: Yeah. I won't say a bad word about Howie until. August, I think, I think, unless he completely blows
2: this these last couple rounds, but
3: yeah. So what are What are your expectations, or what? What are your expectations? Expectations as well as, maybe not expectations is the wrong word. What would you, are your desires for the late rounds undrafted players? You know what they sort yeah. of focus on. So right now I'm
2: kind of I feel really good about what we have like throughout this offseason in this draft yeah, so far. So right now I would just like to go after in the later rounds a cornerback and maybe even just double stock on the quarterback cornerback position just so that you get something because um I like Tyron Matthew. I think there's a lot of rumors about him coming to Philly and I really hope that somehow it happens. That would be so cool. I would love my ideal situation right now is for in the fifth and the seventh round for them to get cornerback, cornerback, and then Tyron Matthew. I could also do cornerback safety, obviously, if just as a backup, if they don't do or get Matthew.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm completely in agreement with you. I still, I still need a corner out of this draft somewhere and I still need someone that can be a rotational player and actually provide some sort of help going into week one, because I think they're still, you know, pretty weak aside from a Darius slay. Yeah. Um, obviously
2: again, And is third number two, I think at yeah. this moment,
3: not now he could take a big jump and that would be awesome because I think, you know, th- there were some talks about him being a steal in the second round last year or third round. Was he a third? Round? I don't remember, but either way, I think there, he, third- he, sh- he showed some flashes of some good things and we hope that he progresses, but you know, I, I, I'm just not super confident in the back end of that defense. Still, now as we talked about previously, their their defensive line improving and and being better than they were last year. That plays a huge part in in what goes on on the back half. And the fact that their linebackers are better this year that also plays a role as well. So so not as desperately concerned that we didn't get a corner, you know, for example, in the second round or something, I, agree. I would still like one. Yeah. Um, and I'm with you on aura safety, but wouldn't hate Teron Matthew in an Eagles uniform. That would absolutely be awesome. But I will say, you know, I, I am more than content with, with the outcome of days one and two. I don't necessarily think that how we could actually do anything to me today that would ruin that, which is shocking. I know. I, I agree. And that's the thing, too, is even if we don't get um,
2: the Honey Badger, I don't even know why everybody calls him the Honey Badger, but um, even if we don't get him, I'm still feeling good about the way that things have played out.
3: Yeah. I, I think that, you know, exactly what we you and I talked about earlier this week when we did, when we talked about our, you know, our pre draft desires and wants and needs and expectations with the offseason, it was let's give Jalen Hurts the most complete arsenal of weapons and a solid offensive line there's there's nowhere for him to hide right now this this is going to be the the this is the closest assuming everybody stays healthy this will be the closest to you know all things equal what does Jalen Hurts give you right so um the excited for that really excited I to agree. see that and um you know if the defense can can be shored up a little bit you know the eagles are are looking like the 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 team out of the NFC East right now. now, right. the NFC East is always a you of know, what you. know. It's <laughs> a it's always you never know what's going to happen. It's going to it's you know, there could anything could happen any given Sunday, right? Yeah, but on paper, the Eagles are making the smartest moves so far and addressing exactly what they need to do with minimal drama. so, No, I agree, and I think also the one thing I like is it's known that
2: Jalen Hurts has to prove himself this year, and I like the fact that the Eagles really did go all in on being like, Jalen, you are our guy this year. Mm -hmm. There's no question about it. They didn't draft a quarterback, thank God. Um, But So they really are giving him that confidence. They're bringing in his friends to help him do whatever he needs to to succeed. Whatever he needs to do to succeed. There yeah. we go. Nailed it. <laughs> Saturday morning. So I, I really like it. And
3: I mean, it also, it helps them because Jalen's not going to have any excuses. Right. And they still maintain their two first round picks for next year. You see what happens there. Oh, it's, I mean, this was very, very well done by Howie. I, I don't agree. have to say bad things about him or tweet bad things about him until at least <laughs> august when that first you know training camp drama story yeah. comes out inevitably as it always does yeah i don't think so it actually will. But but- to
2: you howie this is this is a win for you in the babes on broad
3: book yeah and um i mean it's still addressing all of the problems that you created but, <laughs> but that's, you- that's neither here nor there gross you know? all we want is growth honestly yeah. Personal. I mean, if there clearly was some self-reflection here, um, <laughs> a personal journey that I'm really proud of Howie for going on. So I'm I'm really I I, I am very pleased with what he's done. I think this off has been a really really good one for the Eagles. Um, and assuming everything works out the way it is expected to, which is I realize asking for a lot. Um, but yeah, you know, especially I, I,
2: I, JoJo injury.
3: Philadelphia well, just gets blindsided all the time, right? Yeah, just smacked around a little bit. It's fine. It's break my heart. Um, we can't have nice things ever. But I will say, I, I think one of the other things that I don't, I don't think, has been brought up is not only does Jalen Hurts not have anywhere to to hide here, Nick Sirianni doesn't have anywhere to hide here either. On a boom. True that. So I think that not only have the Eagles, I think the Eagles have set themselves up in a spectacular way yep. based on evaluation of talent, evaluation of coaching, maintaining everything they need for next season. If those things are not, you know, they do not go the way we would all like them to. So I, I you know, no complaints from me. I think he's done a great job so far. And. No, I agree a hundred percent. We're either going to be better
2: or hopefully what we expect this year and it's going to make us get better the following years, or it's not going to work out this year. And then we improve the next year anyway. So
3: yeah, win-win. So we're going to see what happens. And, you know, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm content with the Eagles. I'm happy with the Eagles. And now we've got, you know, rookie mini camp coming up. We've got, you know, OTAs and, and everything. And we'll, we'll be ready to go for, for September. I'm excited. I'm excited. There are some really exciting things. That have happened in the last couple days with the eagles that this 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 could be fun it could I be know. fun or it could be you know <laughs> it could either be really fun or we're all just gonna be like ah yes i feel like honestly we say that before every season so. yeah there's no in between it's either like no, really no. high or really low there's no there's every- no, no middle no <laughs> middle ever but thank you for listening to episode 81 of Babes on Broad. Thank you, as always, to SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Make sure you're staying up to date on all of the BGN shows throughout the rest of the draft. I know there's only one day left, but lots of awesome stuff going on, lots of awesome articles as well that keep you up to date on everything that has come out of the front office, everything that the Eagles are saying, all the you know interviews with players that they draft and everything. Super fun, which we always love. And now that you know the fun offseason stuff is officially underway, keep your eyes peeled as well for everything we've got going on at BGN. Um, make sure you're following on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever wherever you get all of your, your podcasts and, and whatnot. You can find us there, as with the rest of Bleeding Green Nation. And thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.
0: The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands.